How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me, as always, is Frank Madden. Frank, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, Eric. Um... I, uh, I'm, I'm in a hotel right now and I, uh, I got an Apple watch over the weekend and I, uh, in part because I wanted to like be shamed by my watch as far as like how little I was doing, especially when I was traveling, like how little I move and do stuff. <laughs> and okay. so tonight it's definitely impacting behavior because at this hotel I'm staying at in Dallas, they have. Uh, milk and cookies available on the second floor and so um what i did was i took the stairs down and up and then still ate cookies so basically my phone or my watch thinks i'm doing stuff but really i'm i'm still not doing anything for my (laughs) overall health so i think that's a life hack or uh i don't know actually probably not i think that's just a a bad habit but um (laughs) if you don't think technology changes behavior um you know think again or at least at least with with for someone like me it does but um but yeah that that is that is my day and actually um i want to give a shout i was meaning to do this um but i got a sweet shirt uh over the weekend uh and i i tweeted out about it mm-hmm. and some people may have already seen it because um it's kind of been been making the rounds a little bit but it's a uh knuck if you buck shirt and it's got kind of the uh bango but not bango uh buck kind of doing the the fighting sort of stance mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of a kind of like a 1920s boxer kind of stance you know but, yeah. but it's, it's all good um and so a uh, big shout out to uh and i don't even know how it's how you're supposed to pronounce it, if it's mod shirts or modi shirts but check out i believe it's shirts. mustard of doom is who it is um is that the? I, I think that's the name of the person oh, slash yeah, the, company the, the, slash yeah. I don't know who um, makes it. Yes, well, and and it's not just it's not just uh, yeah because that's their tpublic.com uh, site, but it's not just any uh, people that are behind this. It is uh, our uh, li- podcast listeners, Locked On Bucks podcast listeners slash friends of um, of us on the internet. Uh, Matt Curley and his daughter uh, are behind this, and um, I think uh, Matt's daughter designed these, and they're uh, they're pretty sweet. And she's got a bunch of other shirts. I may or are, may uh, not have some coming to me as well, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. So shout out! Um, you can check them out at um, mod underscore shirts on Twitter at mod underscore shirts on Twitter. Um, and I won't read the just follow the link to the the website from there because it's too long. But uh, the, the, the shirts people. are dope. They are super yeah. dope, and I'm super excited for mine to come. Yeah, I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this because they also extended the brand to uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes, and they did kind of a a knock a few buck with Brutus, which is clever, and I mm. totally get it. Yeah, because you want to move some shirts. Um, but actually, <laughs> I, I at, at the first time I ever realized that that Ohio State Buckeye fans use the term bucks was in uh, business school. Um, a colleague or a colleague. 
a classmate of mine uh, went to Ohio State, and uh, one day I saw a car in our in the parking lot, and it said "Go Bucks Go," and I was oh, like, wow. "What?" Come this on. was in New Hampshire, yeah. and I'm like, "No, I didn't know who who was." And then I and then I like looked at it, and then it had a a Buckeyes um, thing in the bumper sticker, and I was like, "Oh man, fake, <laughs> fake Bucks." So anyway, um, that that's that's all I have for our, our little preamble. So thank you for uh, thank you for humoring me. No, totally. I'm very excited for my shirts to come because uh, they extended that olive branch to me as well, and I. I literally have just been waiting like every day anxiously checking my door to see if if that package had had come. So hopefully I'll get it and then I'll tweet out a picture as well because that's they're awesome shirts. So um, all right, Frank, I got some I, I think these would best be described as thought exercises for us to do yeah. today. Um, so we're we're going to try to do some of those. Um and the first one is, I, I think, pretty simple. I've seen some people recently. I know Matt Moore put together his first, um, I don't even know what he calls it, like the playoff picture piece today where it examines every team's schedule that's in the playoff picture and figures out who has a hard one or who has a difficult one. And I think just recently, especially with the Bucks winning these last three games, people have started to look more at who the the six through nine teams in the East have coming up, what their schedule looks like the rest of the season. So um, I think that's something people have looked at quite a bit more uh, just as of late. So I kind of wanted to go through it and do the same thing. And you decided that we're going to pick all of these games. Um, so the Bucks have 20 games left, I believe, right? There's 60, yes. 62 games. Exactly 20. Uh, so 29 and 33 right now. Uh, 20 games left. And I guess how I'm going to do this I'm, to kind of condense this, we're just going to do it as homestands road trips. Um, so let's go the first three homestand. Uh, this is this week, Wednesday against the Knicks, Friday against the Pacers, Saturday against the Timberwolves. So those three games in that homestand, what do you got, Frank? Uh, I'm just picking two out of three. The Bucks win. Um, and of course, as I say that, I'm my, my, one of my favorite phrases, famous last words comes to mind, but, um, I, I I I'll I'll guess there there's a banana peel in there somewhere. Um all three are very winnable. The Knicks and Timberwolves are obviously teams that, you know, you would very much favor the Bucks to win, especially at home. Um Pacers a little bit tougher to read. I mean, the Bucks have played them very well this year in the first couple games. So, uh I think certainly maybe there's some kind of matchup favorability there. I don't know, but um I think those all three are winnable, but um, I'll take the uh, the standard Bucks deduction and, and say two to one on this on this homestand. I think I'm gonna go one and two. Um, there's there's just too many good vibes going on as of late. Um, <laughs> and uh, have you hang out? Have you hung out with Jeremy Schmidt recently? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Which makes me sad. Um, but the Knicks, I, I don't I don't love how comfortable uncomfortable Giannis has looked against them. Um, I think a lot of the times with Porzingis, he doesn't look super comfortable um, just because it's, it's not the type of player he normally sees. Um, so I'll, I'll chalk that one up to a loss and uh, the Timberwolves are playing better as of late. 
um, maybe somewhat similar in a similar vein to the Bucks that they lose Levine and then all of a sudden start to play better because maybe Levine isn't the best defender and screws some things up. Um, so I'll say Knicks and T Wolves lose and somehow beat the Pacers again and just have the Pacers numbers. So I'm gonna go one and two um, in that homestand. That's basically the exact opposite of what I assumed, but I like it. We're disagreeing on something. That's fine. It's healthy. It's healthier. <laughs> Your tone does not make me think that you think it's actually healthy. You're upset. It's, so. you no, know, it's totally it's totally healthy. We 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 agree too much. So I'm glad <laughs> that we can disagree. Okay. All right, uh, let's go six-game road trip. Uh, the Bucks' longest road trip of the season. Um, I'm going to call it the March Madness road trip because part of it is next weekend the Bucks or the Bradley Center will be hosting the NCAA tournament, so they kind of need to have that cleared out. So road trip starts in Memphis, then goes to L.A. for the Clippers and the Lakers, uh, stays out in California for the Warriors, then Portland and ends in Sacramento. Um, a nice little mix of seemingly winnable games with <laughs> games that they shouldn't have a chance in. So, what do you got in those six games, Frank? Well, you know, a, a six-game West road trip is an intimidating phrase for for a Bucks team that historically, obviously, has had a lot of problems on these types of trips, mainly because historically the Bucks aren't very good. Um, so that <laughs> that's always a factor. But you know, you can kind of talk yourself into pretty much everybody but the Warriors being vulnerable slash beatable. Um, you know, when I looked at it kind of as a whole, I didn't think of it so much as it's it's six games, so I didn't look at it so much as, oh, they're going to win this one and lose that one, so much as I kind of looked at it as like a portfolio. And, I mean, I, I think they could easily go 500 if they actually had their act together, and that's sort of obviously been a risky assumption to make about this team. Um, I'll take a little bit of a Bucks deduction and say they win two out of those four games, or sorry, two of those out of those six games. Um, they have a couple back to backs in here. Um, it's probably for the best, maybe that the Warriors game is the second night of a back to back because that's the least likely game you're going to win anyway. Um, so they've basically got two day, a day off between Memphis and, and Clippers and Lakers, um, and then they go to uh, Golden State the night after playing uh, against the Lakers. And then similarly, they have to go to Portland. They get after, they have two days off. They go to Portland, um, and then they have a back to back. They head back down to Sacramento and play the Kings. So a little bit of a kind of yo yo going from um, the Bay Area up to Portland and then back down to um, I'm not going to call it the Bay Area because Sacramento is not the Bay Area, but it is Northern California. Um, so I'll 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 guess they they can win two out of those four games. Although let's be honest, I mean, the Blazers and Kings just aren't that good. The Lakers are terrible, even though the Bucks did lose to them. Uh, and then I don't know. I mean, we've seen the Bucks beat Memphis. Uh, we've seen the Bucks beat the Clippers. Although I wouldn't count count that. Um, and it's really just Golden State that you would say is like an, a totally unwinnable game, I guess, right? But I don't know what what were you penciling? Are you are you at four and two because it's opposite day with us, or where were you? At? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's funny actually that you mentioned the Grizzlies, Clippers, and Warriors uh, because when Matt Moore and I were tweeting about it a little bit today, uh, I he said something about the six game road trip and all the tough games, and I said. I quote tweeted and said, "Oh, so you're telling me the Bucks are going to go on a crazy run and be the sixth seed in the East?" Because Bucks, um, and then he said, "Well, they got this game, this game, and this game." And I was like, "Well, they've already beat the Grizzlies. They just boat raced the Clippers, and they've played the Warriors better than eighty percent of the league in the last two years." Um, so uh, I, again, it doesn't make any sense because it's the Bucks. Um, but 
what may be daunting to one team, like the Bucks have had success against uh, those three teams, or at least the three games that looked the most difficult in that road trip. Um, with all that being said, I want to make this as roller coastery as possible. Um, so if you remember from the homestand, they lose to the Timberwolves. Let's have them lose to the Grizzlies. They'll lose to the Clippers. Uh, get one against the Lakers. Be in a really good game against the Warriors, but lose, and then win the final two. So that I'm going to give that a three and three uh, road trip. Okay, that's that. I mean, I would say if the Bucks, I mean, it, we we highlighted this back at the beginning of the year, right? We said that uh, you know when we did the whole schedule thing. And by the way, one of the most annoying things to do. Well, I guess I don't have to do it anymore because I'm not writing anymore. But one of the most annoying things to do every year was the here's the NBA schedule come out. Okay, now how do we write something that actually is vaguely interesting about the Bucks schedule? And it, you know, usually it, it used to include jokes about like, oh, the Bucks starting on the road. Same yeah. old, same old. And obviously yeah. now that hasn't happened recently. But, um, you know, usually point out like how many back-to-backs they have and when, you know, LeBron comes to Milwaukee and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but this one obviously jumped out because we had the 14 out of 21 games at home to start the year. And then the sort of reverse flip side of that was, all these games on the road to end the season, um, including, and, and mostly it's because you have this six game uh, Western road trip, right? So having yeah. six straight games away from home, is going to, going to skew um, every schedule towards, um, towards being not home heavy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if you had said back then, Oh, the bucks go three and three or even two and four. Um, I think you'd kind of probably would have been pretty okay with that, especially back in November, October, when we didn't think the bucks were going to be particularly good anyway, yeah. or at least we didn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. So I'm, I'm at, uh, let's see, I'm aggregate now at, uh, let's see, four and five. If you kind of keep the, my two segments, so two and one plus, uh, two and four, that's four and five. I'm the same way. One and two yeah. plus a three and three. Uh, that is a solid four and five for the bucks. And the, the way I've set it up is beautiful because now you have a, a two game win streak with the blazers and the Kings and a chance to save the season. Hawks and Bulls at home, <laughs> then Hornets, and then the Celtics. Like you can, you can bank all these games against Eastern Conference teams. But all right, let's move on to that two-game homestand. Uh, February, March 24th, the Hawks. Sunday, March 26th, the Bulls. Both at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. Uh, I'll guess a split. Um, I, I, I think we've, you know, the Bucks have been underwhelming at home all season. I, I don't want to give them too much credit against a couple teams that um, as much as the Bulls have been in utter chaos all season, somehow, probably because of Jimmy Butler being awesome, uh, they are still in the playoffs. Uh, we will see if that's still true uh, a few weeks from now, but I'll say they go one and one. Um, they've played the Bulls awesome. They've been awesome against the Bulls this year. Uh, they've been really bad against the Hawks, so sort of you know, two teams that maybe aren't that different in terms of talent, but the Bucks have had wildly different um success against them this year so i'll say one and one which would move my projected record to five and six yeah i'm going the same way they'll split them um and i think kind of like you said they've struggled against the hawks they've been good against the bulls uh let's just have it fall that way they'll lose to the hawks and win against the bulls one and one and look at that we are at the exact same spot five and six all right uh schedule moves on two game road trip uh east coast at Charlotte on Tuesday and a back-to-back at Boston on Wednesday. Um, what do you got there? Um, this is where I'll, I'll put on my, my take my Bucks deduction. Um, of course, they could go one and one. I'm going to say this is where they 
they slump a little bit. They go 0 and 2. It's a back to back. Winning in Charlotte is really important because the next night you have to go to Boston and play the Celtics, who are obviously way better. Um, so I would say I'll I'll play the pessimist and say 0 and 2, which would take our record to 5 and 8. Oh man, give me a 1 and 1. I think they they will get that one against the Hornets. Um, I don't really know why because I don't I don't feel like they've played particularly well against the the Charlotte Hornets, but you know sometimes you just got a feeling and you just we, got. We, we now have Spencer Haas in Milwaukee, so that you know. that is big. <laughs> the Haas factor has shifted to the Bucks, so that's huge. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go one and one there, um, and that'll bring us back to two games at home: Pistons and Mavericks back to back. Or excuse me, not a back to back. That's a, a Friday Saturday um, at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. Pistons Mavericks. I'll I'll take the two and zero. Oh. I'll um I'll 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 basically balance out my pessimism on the road with some optimism at home. Um, and uh, I mean, the Mavericks game should be the more winnable one, although the Mavericks have looked a little frisky of late. Um, the Pistons obviously have been a team that the Bucks have beaten a couple times, and that game is going to be really important, obviously, um, at least if sort of the standings kind of continue to play out um, as they have uh, thus far, given the Pistons and Bucks are, are kind of right there. So I don't know. It's the end. It, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. I've, I've cast aside my negativity. Um, I'll say two and zero, oh, um, which would take the Bucks to seven and eight in my projection. Give me one and one. Uh, I think they'll they'll beat the Pistons and take care of business there, and then fall to the Mavs. So one and one. Um, and I think again that gets us back to the exact same spot. All right, three game road trip, Frank. Thunder, Pacers, Sixers. Um, we are into the month of April, and like I said, we just had the two games at home now. Thunder, Pacers, Sixers. How many games do the Bucks win there? This is crunch time, Frank. Uh, I'll say they lose two out of three. Um, again, they've played Indiana well to date, but um, being the Pacers twice at home, uh, sweeping. Uh, what what is that? Is it called Banker's Life or Conseco or Banker's Market Life? Square? Now I think I think Banker's what? Life now. Okay, I think it, I think it was one. It was a Market Square Arena, maybe. It was, yeah. Um, all those things. Um, I'll say they lose two out of those three. I'm really banking on um another performance like we saw in Philly the other night, and with Joel Embiid um out. Um, I'm I'm gonna give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt uh, that they win one of those games. So I will uh go one and two in that string, which take would take me to eight and ten on the season. Um, man, this is uh, I get. Again, I'd, I'd want to try to disagree a little bit, but it, that just seems like the most likely outcome. Uh, losses to the Thunder and Pacers, and then being the Sixers, who just, I mean, they're the Sixers, kind of lost their way once they get to the end of the season. I feel like um, any motivation they might have had goes away, maybe dies away, other than Dario Sarge trying to really put up some numbers for that rookie of the year. So maybe that gets in their way a little bit. And. <clears throat> And the Bucks can beat them there. So, yeah, I'm going to go one and two in that stretch as well. Um, all right. Bucks end the season one game at home against Charlotte and then end the season in Boston against the Celtics. Um, at this point, you'd have to start thinking about playoff scenarios and where the Celtics are seated and how all of that would go. So what do you got in those final two games? First one at home, second one on the road. Yeah. I mean, not knowing what these games are going to mean to these teams, um, it maybe makes it a little more challenging. Um, you know, for instance, as you said, if, if the game, if the, if the Celtics have like the two seed locked up, 
you know, do they rest a bunch of guys in Boston? But I'll just guess that it's a one and one. You know, it just seems like that that would be the the obvious way that that this one would go. Although, um, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you've mentioned. I mean, the, the Bucks have have at times looked bad against the Hornets. Um, so we're just going to have to hope that the a lack of Roy Hibbert, who let's be let's be honest, was awesome in the season opener, had a big reason was a big reason why the Bucks lost the opener this year. Um, the lack of Roy Hibbert and uh, and Spencer Haas, and who knows, Miles Plumlee will probably be hurt because all Bucks who leave uh, eventually get hurt and and sad. Um, I'll, I'll guess that they they split that. So that takes me to um, what nine and eleven uh, for the rest of the season and a finishing record of. Drum roll! Get your get your uh, you know kazoo's out. Get your <laughs> your streamers. Um, put the mission accomplished banner back up uh, on the aircraft carrier. Thirty eight and forty four. I think that would put the Bucks at for the final season based on that projection. So, um, yeah, get excited, Bucks Nation. <laughs> Let's see where I want to go there. Um, I think maybe they lose those last two. Um, I'll go 0 and 2. Uh, lose to the Hornets in the home season finale, and then uh, lose to the Celtics in the true finale. But that last one, I mean, really, I guess it's kind of. I almost think it's kind of a nice thing for the Bucks that they'll end against the Celtics and maybe that the East is kind of such a jumble in the middle because maybe the Celtics kind of have their seed all figured out um, and they won't be really playing some of their guys. They'll be trying to rest guys and maybe that, who who knows, maybe that's a game that could kind of swing things for, for the Bucks. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch, but I'm going to take uh, two losses there uh, at the end of the season for the Bucks. Where does that leave you? So I end the season at 8-12 and 12 for the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, so that would get them to 37 wins, um, which... I would think probably isn't in the playoffs. Uh, I I know we kind of talked about it a little bit last night. What do you think that number is at the at the eighth spot? Um, I think it'll probably be. I'm, I would maybe guess forty. Um, I think I think when the last time I checked the um, the five thirty eight um, NBA sort of predictions, um, that was that was where where it was kind of coming out at. So um, so yeah, I, I don't think that the that the Bucks are are going to make the playoffs with that record. But again, it's the East. The whole bottom half of the playoff bracket has been, you know, just a complete and utter disaster. So, um, so, so I guess we there's still hope. There's still hope. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's hope. By the way, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that um, that you were more of a pessimist than me. I don't know. Not that I not that I really consider myself a pessimist per se, but on some level, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I I hate to like be an optimist given given how much we've been yanked around by this team. Um, but yeah, I mean, to give you a sense of it too, 538 projects the Bucks go 38 and 44, 26% chance of making the playoffs. Um, and yeah, so that's... <sighs> Night seed, here we come. I don't know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> All right, let's move on to the other topic. I think we, we kind of talked about it a little bit the other night, but didn't end up getting to it. And I guess... To simplify this thought exercise, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to decide whether or not we'd rather be a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks or Team X. And we are going to go through each of the teams in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, that's 14 other teams, so we'll try to keep it kind of quick. Um, But how do you want to frame it? The next three years, the next five years, or just period? Would you rather be a fan of it? I would say just period. Whatever criteria you want to use, whether it's 
you're super long-term and you want to think about it for you know the next decade or if you want to think about it hey i'm only worried about the next few years because who knows what happens in five years whatever however people want to think about it that's fine um because i don't even know if i could sort of describe how i would do it but um but yeah that's how i would think about it would you rather be a fan of the milwaukee bucks or the cleveland cavaliers i think this one is pretty easy i mean would i you know would i trade Giannis for lebron in milwaukee I probably wouldn't just because of the age factor. There are a decade difference in age. But do I envy Cavs fans because they have a chance at defending their title this year and they're going to be awesome as long as LeBron is around. And let's be honest, we're just hoping that Giannis can get the Bucks that level. Um, I, I, I would feel pretty good being a Cavs fan right now. I'm, I'm not going to say that I would rather be a Milwaukee Bucks fan than a Cavs fan. I, I Sorry. I, if that, if, I, I can't. Can't do it, Eric. Cavs, and I don't even think it's close. Um, it, it's really not even a discussion to me. LeBron James is the best basketball player of my generation, um, one of the three to five best basketball players in the history of the game of basketball. Um, so I'll say Cavs. Let's go next. Boston Celtics. Would you rather be a Bucks fan or a Celtics fan? You know, the Bucks do have the Giannis card they can play. Giannis, whom the Celtics could have drafted, but instead got Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> was that a was that a Ralph Wiggum impression? I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Simpsons fan. I but... think you're looking for Nelson Muntz, and it oh, was okay. Oh, Nelson! Oh, is he the bully in the yes, Simpsons? Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, sorry, Simpsons fans. Um, I will I will go Celtics if only because they've got a really good team right now, and they've got all those picks, and I, I just don't think you can you can bat. I mean, they're better than the Bucks now. They've got all those picks coming. Um, I, I don't think I can pick the Bucks over the Celtics. I, I, I'm bitter. I, I wish I was a Celtics fan. And it sucks because I lived in Boston for 15 years, and I could have. But you know what? Screw Boston fans. I'm not a Celtics fan, but I am a little envious of them. I don't even, I don't even know you anymore, Frank. Um, there's not a more insufferable person on the face of the earth than a Boston sports fan. So I just purely based on that stance, I can't do it. Rather be a Bucks fan. I'm sorry. I understand <laughs> everything they have for the future. I understand what's going on. I understand that Danny Ainge has a truckload of assets that are someday going to turn into a superstar. Just you wait. Um, no, can't do it. I, no, I just won't. Um, let's go next. Wizards. Would you rather be a Bucks fan or a Wizards fan? We'll go on the Bucks. I don't. I mean, Wizards. Who, I mean, uh, no. I don't want to be a Wizards fan. Screw that. You know, Ernie Grunfeld's been there a million years. Scott Brooks has done a <laughs> Scott Brooks has done a great job, but like, who cares? Whatever. Scott Brooks, nice work. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, John Wall is awesome, but as far as like having a an obvious franchise talent superstar guy that you're going to build around, screw that. I'm going with Giannis, and I don't think any of the other guys even matter. I'll take Chris Middleton over Bradley Beal too. How you like that, Wizards fans? Dang, that was. That was aggressive, and I liked I'm it. I'm coming at I'm coming at Wiz fans. Good. I'm, I should I Good. should send this podcast to Andrew Sharp, my our friend Andrew Sharp, because he's a Wizards fan. I don't even think he would care because I don't think he he would probably take the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I think pretty much for the exact same reasons. I do absolutely adore watching John Wall play basketball. Um, he's just fantastic. Um, but yeah, they're any Grunfeld factor, and John Wall just isn't enough for me. The, the rest of that roster is kind of a mess. They got some 
some tough decisions to make this off season. Like, did they max Otto Porter? Ugh. Um, so no, no thanks on the Wizards. I, I will remain a Bucks fan. Uh, up next, fourth, Bucks or Raptors fan? You know, I'm a big Kyle Lowry guy, but Kyle Lowry is getting up there. Demar Derozan. Do you want to watch Demar Derozan play every night? Do you want that to be like no. the guy that you root for? No way. Um, you know, my heart yearns to root for Jakob Pertl, but um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not there, man. They're, they're gonna have to like max Serge Ibaka. Um, no, I, 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 I mean, shout out to, shout out to them, um, shout out to them for, for being good and, and you know, having a team that compete to get to the East Finals probably, but um, they've kind of fallen off a bit as well. And uh, nah, I'm hashtag bucks baby same thing this summer i do not envy the decisions they have to make they, they're gonna have an ugly cap sheet and whatever they do man the, the, the no i I'm, I'm just not interested in it. again i love kyle lowry as well um kyle lowry over everything but no i i don't want to watch derozan every night um I don't want to be frustrated by Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, no, I, I, will, I will go with, as you said, hashtag Bucks baby as well. Um, let's go to the Atlanta Hawks. Bucks fan or Hawks fan? Oh, God. Please, please. Atlanta, come on, man. Atlanta, remember Atlanta was was kind of a fun team a couple years ago. They kind of had that, you know, good players, had four all, well, they had four all, did they have four all-stars that year? Cor- yeah. Corver? Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, that was fun, but I mean, what? You're you're banking your future on Dwight Howard and um, Paul Millsap getting maxed out in his early 30s. Nah, I'm good. Shout out to Coach Bud. He's awesome, but uh, I'm 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 not about that. Yeah, I'd be down with Coach Bud. The rest of it, not so much. Paul Millsap is fun, but not enough for me. Schroeder is just a a disaster, seemingly a point guard, and just seems to always get into something. Though he is. His name is very fun to pronounce, and I'm sure you'd have a good time correcting me on it. Um, no, I, I'll stay with the Bucks. Up next, six in the East, Pacers or Bucks fan? You know, I know Pacers fans. If I was a Pacer fan, I would be all about Miles Turner and being really excited about him. And I totally get Pacer fans thinking like, "Oh, Paul George. Paul George is awesome, and yeah, Miles Turner and." Paul George and Miles Turner are great, um, and there's some other guys on this team. Blah blah blah. But um, no, I'm not buying it. Once you step outside the Indiana bubble, I mean, Miles Turner, I'd love him on the Bucks, but I don't know. Like building around Miles Turner as like your you know star with Paul George, I'm just not buying it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just not buying it. And Paul George and all the controversy over whether he wants to be in LA and whether he'll you know stay in Indiana long term. That's that's just that's that's a stress level I don't need as a, as an NBA fan. So I'm um, as much as the Pacers might be better than the Bucks this year, uh, I, I am not at all jealous of that. And um, let's be honest, this is you know Larry Bird, dead-eyed Larry Bird with you know no emotion whatsoever, fired Frank Vogel last year, brings in Nate McMillan, um, thinks he's gonna like reinvent you know the wheel or something because he's getting a coach who's you know promised him he'll try to play faster, even though Nate McMillan never did in Portland. <laughs> um, Nah, forget that. Uh, Indiana feels stale to me. I don't. I don't want a part of Indiana either. Um, if I had any confidence in Paul George wanting to stay there, I would be very much down with it. Um, just because I, like you said, I like Miles Turner a lot. I, I like Paul George quite a bit. Um, I would be down with that. I'd also be really excited that 
pretty much every single night I was tweeting about a Pacers game, I could use Nick Kroll's The Legend of Young Larry Bird clips. That would really make my life. Um, but no, I, I don't have enough confidence in it. And they turned their back on on Frank Vogel. And as you as you well know, I'm a Vogel lever, and that's just messed up. So uh, no, I'm out on the Pacers. Seven. By, by the way, you know you know what I'm in on when the Bucks play back to back games in L.A. Uh, you know that I'm going to be playing the L.A. LA. <laughs> Delhi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, we lost we lost a lot of a lot of listeners on that one, Eric. But I, <laughs> I'm 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 excited that you are feeling emboldened to sing on these podcasts because I appreciate it. And um, yeah, the uh, L.A. Deli, it's, <laughs> for, for those not familiar, L.A. Deli is a... I love that you're about to explain this. I'm so excited. L.A. LA Deli, D-E-L-I, is a, is a song. I think it's like a minute and a half. There is a music video for this song. You can Google it. It is a song that was written and made up for a sketch on Nick Kroll's Comedy Central TV show. And it should not be funny because a song about a deli in L.A., there's nothing funny about that. But it totally works. The uh, excitement in with which Nick Kroll sings it is awesome. And I am I have uh, actually before Vine died, I actually Vined um, a, a clip from that song. And I've just been like holding it. I've just been holding that Vine. <laughs> and I need to see if I can still embed that because Vine died. I don't. Can I still embed that? But I have a a short clip, six second clip of Nick Kroll's LA Deli. And I've just been waiting to play it and tweet it out when the Bucks go to LA and Deli does something. So I hope he makes at least one shot uh, <laughs> when the Bucks are in LA. So I can, I can tweet that out. Um, although maybe I'm going to need to like do like a Twitter video or a bit or something now that, now that Vine's gone, but okay. We talked about that. Week. Um, all right. Up next, the Detroit Pistons or the Milwaukee Bucks Pistons or Bucks fans, Frank. Ooh. The, the Pistons were talking about trading Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson, who coming into the year were their two best players. So I, I think we're going hardcore bucks on this one. Also, it's kind of funny. Like, I love Stan Van Gundy. Doesn't it feel like the Pistons should be better under Stan Van Gundy? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Way better. It, it, it feels weird. Like, the Pistons and Hornets are kind of weird because, and, you know, Steve Clifford, a guy who basically, um, you know, came up under Stan Van Gundy as an assistant. Both guys I love as coaches. It's been very good defensive coaches. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I just can't wrap my mind around the Hornets being so disappointing. It's just, it surprises me. And defensively, they're ninth, so they're still pretty good there. Um, they do have a positive point differential, like the Bucks, but they just freaking can't win games. And I just, I don't get it. Also, weirdly, they give up the most threes per game. In the NBA, in NBA history, they have the they give up 31 threes per game, which just feels really wrong that a Steve Clifford team would do that. But um, anyway, that's my side. Okay, well, uh, let's just get it out of the way. So you're going to pass on the Hornets as well? Let's, oh, yeah. Let's just do it. Okay. Hard pass. Okay. Hard pass on the Hornets. Okay, so we just hit 7 and 11, and I'm passing on both of them as well. Um, let's go to the other team tied at 7, the Chicago Bulls. Bulls or Bucks? If you say Bulls, Frank, so help me God. <laughs> Well, I mean, they did just pick up Cameron Payne. Um, so if you want a little troll doll uh, on your team, then you're really excited about that one. But uh, but no, the Bulls are 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 a mess. They're still better than the Bucks for now. Yeah. But 
but they're a mess. And God, has any was anything has anything about the season been more fun than the fact that the Bucks have just rocked the Bulls every time they've played them? That's just really nice. I really enjoy that. Let's make it a four and zero later this season. Yeah, I would enjoy that quite a bit. Um, and the same way, I, I like Jimmy Butler a lot. Um, rest of the team, mm, no, not so much. Um, all right, up next, team in ninth because. Uh, Detroit and Chicago were tied at seventh. Uh, the Miami Heat, uh, Heat or Bucks? This is basically: Do I want Giannis or Eric Spolstra? Right, because those are like the Correct. most redeeming things about Correct. these two teams. Um, love Spo. Would love to have Spo on my sideline, um, but yeah, I mean, when your best assets are you know Goran Dragic and Hassan Whiteside, hey, it's working, right? It's working surprisingly <laughs> well. Um, they're thirty and thirty-four. They are. Um, also, one and a half games out of the playoffs, incredibly, uh, like the Bucks. Um, but no, I'm not feeling that good about Miami. I mean, hey, I never count out Pat Riley. Who knows how he'll be able to reload? They've done really well, kind of finding you know guys out of nowhere in Whiteside and Tyler Johnson and some of these other guys. So you're you know if you're betting on Riley, you probably feel pretty good about that. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. This year they needed to be bad. This was the year they sh- they should have been bad. They've got those two first round picks from the Dragic deal. They're going to lose a couple years from now, I think. So um, I I'd kind of viewed this season as almost a waste in that they're too, they're too good. So um, I'm I'm not in on the Heat. Man, this is really hard for me because I love Eric Spolstra, absolutely <laughs> love him. Um, mm, Pat Riley's also nice. <sighs> I'll still take the Bucks. That that one makes me think because, like I said, really, I, yeah, I love Spolstra, I love Pat Riley, and I love the fact that you're in Miami, where you can seemingly get players to come to, which is, I mean, with a guy that can recruit as well as Riley can, with a coach as talented as Spo, I feel like you get talent in Miami just about all the time. Um, again, that probably speaks a little bit towards my biases, um, just for Spolstra because I, I just love him. Um, but yeah, I'll pass. I'll stay a Bucks fan there. So uh, Bucks are tenth, Hornets are eleventh. We've already passed there. Uh, let's go to the New York Knicks at twelve. Bucks fan or Knicks fan? I mean, Porzingis, God bless him. I, I, I just don't think you can you can wipe Jim Dolan's stank off this team. Um, you know, Phil's. I mean, who knows what Phil's thinking on a daily basis? Like, you know, he was again talking about the triangle and wanting players who are better suited towards the triangle and meanwhile he's put kurt rambis in charge of his defense which is you know a disaster um uh, the knicks i mean who knows what the knicks are doing porzingis poor guy is probably wondering like how the hell like does you know can we make sanity kind of take over in the greatest you know city in the world for basketball um because it's just insane that that this team has has kind of suffered through jim dolan's ownership and you know now even with phil and his pedigree it's just like there's no sense of of direction on that team so um i I think this is another pretty easy one for me in in saying uh it's the bucks yeah i totally agree porzingis is awesome dolan is is an absolute disaster and yeah that dolan's not going anywhere anytime soon so no thank you uh, you know, you know what? And I, I need to say this. So I have a friend, uh, one of my best friends from business school. His name's Hans. Shout out to Hans. He's not listening. But Hans uh, grew up a Knicks fan, grew up in New York. Uh, actually, he went to high school with Nick Kroll, interestingly. He's buddies with Nick Kroll. Random, random, oh, un- unforeseen fact. But um, Hans lives in Brooklyn, and he has season tickets to the Nets. And 
as horrible as the Nets are, as horrible and depressing as the Nets are, Hans like doesn't even he's not even a Knicks fan anymore. He was a Knicks fan so long that he was just wow. like, I've had enough. I don't even wow. want to be a Knicks fan anymore. I will choose to be a Nets fan over a Knicks fan. That is how frustrating being a Knicks fan has been. And granted, you never know. MSG, New York City, at some point, if you ever get competent people running that team, you've got a massive advantage over everybody. But um, I, I don't know. It, I just don't see it happening. By the way, fun fact, uh, James Dolan. I once saw James Dolan perform live because he was, I think in 2010, he was he was playing during one of the during the day at one of the uh, sort of side stages at uh, Austin City Limits, okay. which I that was, that was the first time I ever went to Austin. And his band, JD and the Straight Shot, mm-hmm. he's like like the lead guitarist and and lead singer. Uh, they were playing. They're like a jazz blues something. I don't know whatever. Like they're not horrible at music, but like it's James Dolan playing music. <laughs> um, it's kind of sad. So. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 he's the only team owner who I've seen perform music, um, and the Knicks suck. So forget them. That sounds like an open challenge to the Bucks ownership group. Let's see, let's see what you guys got. We've seen you play basketball. Let's see what you can do on an instrument, huh? Does anybody play any bass? Can we get, can we get like Jamie Dynan? Can Jamie Dynan like play the sax and lead like a, a new version of street life or something like that. Oh Could my gosh, that? Frank, that would be so, so wonderful. That would be nice. We have all the deep cuts on this podcast. People are going to enjoy this one. Um, all right, up next. I think this is a, this is an interesting one, Frank. Uh, Sixers or Bucks fan? <sighs> you know, if Joel Embiid's body was, was not perpetually falling apart, and by that I mean, I mean, we know that obviously the foot thing, I'm not wiping that away, but if Embiid was healthy right now, and it looked like he was going to make it through the season. I, I think the I think an objective viewer would say the Sixers would be the more fun team to kind of root for long term, just because not only do they have Embiid, who you know might be the best player on either the Sixers or Bucks, and that may sound like blasphemy, um, given that we do have Giannis in Milwaukee, but but Embiid could be better than than Giannis if he can stay on the court, but that's the big question, and. So many picks still. I mean, they're going to have potentially potentially two top five or six picks. Granted, the Bucks could have had one of those. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, are, they are loaded. Ben Simmons hasn't even played. Um, if any of these guys are even remotely healthy, um, this, this will be a fun team eventually. And I realize we probably said the exact same thing about the Greg Oden Trailblazers and the Andrew Bynum Lakers as far as having big men who are going to be awesome as long as they could stay healthy. But um, here's to hoping that uh, Jojo Embiid actually uh, can can buck the trend of injury-prone centers who who unfortunately stay injury-prone. So I, I don't know. I have a hard time bringing myself to say in my position I would rather be a Sixers fan. Uh, but I think objectively a lot of people would, would pick it, and I can understand it. Um, I would... I really hope I'm wrong on this one. Like, I hope I'm making the wrong decision and Joel Embiid has a fantastic career and is healthy, like you said. But right now, I have no reason to believe that'll be the case. Um, and for that reason, I just don't know how I could pick the Sixers over over the Bucks Because, like, like you said, the rest, they have a bunch of picks. They have some other players that are intriguing, but... They don't. They don't have a player quite as good as Giannis, um, and maybe there's potential for that, but not. 
not is I mean Giannis the top ten NBA players. So um, no, I'll pass on I'll pass on the Sixers. Uh, let's go to fourteen. Magic fan or Bucks fan? I'm sorry. Is that a rhetorical question? Do <laughs> um, you know what the sad part is? The Magic, in a lot of ways, like should they they so easily could be a team that was kind of up and coming, but it just feels like they have squandered sort of the more obvious path that they could have taken. Right? I mean, trading for Serge Ibaka, giving up future assets and younger players for Serge Ibaka. Um, you know, I think they actually salvaged Ibaka pretty well, but nobody's going to really, you know, think of it that way given what they gave up. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they at least finally got away from that, moved Aaron Gordon back over to power forward, which you know he absolutely needs to play. We've talked about this all season, even though we're not even we don't even really care about the Magic, <laughs> but it's still obvious to us that that's the case. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, the the Magic, the Magic. I mean, if they could just get any of these young guys to kind of pan out, like. You know, if they can, if if Hazonia Gordon kind of hit maybe the seventy fifth to eightieth percentile of their, you know, upside, um, this team could be pretty nice moving forward. Especially if they, you know, again get a potential really high value pick this summer. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they got to move on from Booch and Alfred Payton. I feel like, right? I mean, yeah. we're Bucks fans. Like the non-shooting point guard and sort of, you know, stationary center, offensive stationary center, like. You can't build around those guys long term. You have to figure out a, a better, kind of more more modern way to do it. And I just don't know if anybody in Orlando has figured it out yet. Your initial instinct of not even dignifying that question with the response was correct, Frank. No. <laughs> um, let's go to the last team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets. Nets we shouldn't fan even or be Bucks talking fan? about. It. Can't okay. even be talking about it. Moving on. End of the podcast. Bucks. We had fan. a great time. Okay, so um, no, no, I, I wanna I wanna linger on this a little bit. <laughs> so we just we just went fourteen teams in the Eastern Conference. Yep. And we decided on the Cavs for me, and that's it. And you took the Cavs and the Celtics, and that was it, right? Yep. Am I missing anything? So uh, if there's ever been a better exercise in in telling you to smile, Bucks fans, I can't think of one because I, and I don't even think it it was. I'm sure it was homerific. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't think it was that terrible objectively. Like like I don't think our opinions <laughs> were that terrible that someone who isn't a, a huge lifelong Bucks fan would think, man, those dudes are crazy. So the Bucks are Bucks are in a pretty good spot right now, right? Yeah, I mean, it'd be obviously even better if Jabari Parker didn't have a, a blown ACL for the second time in in three years. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. I mean, this just really speaks to the power of a superstar, right? I mean, this is this is why the Sixers did what they did because you know you, you just change everything when you find that one guy who's a transcendent top ten player, and if he can stay on the court. Well, then you really change things. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so I, I think that's that's really right. a fundamental thing. And I, you know, it's a similar story when I look out west. You know, I, I think you make a good case for the Warriors, Spurs, Rockets, and Jazz, the top four seeds, all being you know better better position long term than the Bucks. Um, and then I would throw in um, probably the um, the Timberwolves as well, just because um, I think Towns Towns has looked phenomenal of late. Yeah. I think he's right there with Giannis and you know Wiggins again for as much as. Um, we can say that Wiggins isn't, you know, going to be a, a legit sort of two-way superstar, transcendent, dynamic type of player. Um, he gives you, you know, he get, he gets you buckets. I think he still can get better, and he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> so that's nice. Uh, yeah, 
showing up is is half the battle and they've got you know other nice pieces there that um they can certainly use going forward uh and yeah i mean they've got tibbs who i think it, it seems like their defense is coming around a bit so i think it'll be interesting to see um you know who knows what, what to make of sort of the end of this season for them if they finish strong we've seen the timberwolves finish strong previously and have it not matter um but i think you know in general if if thibodeau can focus on coaching and not become like that guy who you know gets in the way of good decision making uh in the front office then uh i'd like the timberwolves too yeah and even with that that's i mean the bucks are still in the top 10 of teams futures whatever you want may want to say they're in the top 10 of teams fans that you'd want to be um 20 teams around the league are in an envious position right now they they would like to be bucks fans which is kind of a crazy thing to say and i'm not i'm not sure that's something that we've really ever said in our lives before frank um maybe during the big three era but also maybe not (laughs) um so yeah smile bucks fans things things aren't so bad anything else no i'm i'm let's let's see how happy we are after this next game and hopefully we don't want to tear up everything we said today and crawl back into our a hole of despair um but uh but yeah so final 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 record 38 and 44 for me 37 and 45 for you is that that's where we ended up okay so mark it down we'll see how how right or wrong we are and um we'll, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow